Hi, everyone. It's Flapjack. And Fawn. From the future. Future. And we uh, just wanted to thank you for your patience because we had some tech issues when we were recording this episode. Um, but make sure that y'all are tuning in to Camp Wanakiki because we are going to continue promoting that show and pr- bringing more and more podcast episodes to you. Yes, we will be reviewing these episodes every week and we appreciate your patience in our delayed delivery of this week's episode. So if some of the parts of the episode feel a little just disjointed, sorry about that. We're from the past, from the future, from the middle of the past, BC. But anyways, <laughs> let's hit it, Toots. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the cursed episode of Flapping and Fawning. I'm not mad. I'm furious. Flapjack. And I'm here. <laughs> Fun. Y'all, when we, this episode, it's just, it hasn't happened. I think this is our third, maybe fourth time yeah. re-recording it due to just issues in the wind. And what I'm feeling right now. On the side of my face, uh, like we just, oh, I just want this to be a happy episode for you all. So we're gonna do yeah. it one last time. It's just been a wild ride because we tried recording last week mm-hmm. multiple times in one yes. night. I think it was yeah, two and a half times. Um, then rescheduled for I think Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then car issues. And then I had car issues that day. And I also had shit going on. So I had no um, business trying to reschedule for that anyway. So now here we are. Here we are. And we're going to. We've already do recorded it. the last, the talent show. We've done episode two. Yeah, <laughs> we've also done episode two at this point. So truly, um, thanks to all of you for being so patient. We have an exciting episode. Truly? You mean Mighty Swell. Mighty Swell. <laughs> yes, by Mighty Swell. <laughs> We've tried to product place and do an advertisement oh so many times. Um, but we do have some programming updates that we wanted to share with you all. Um, we are, first of all, so excited to be working with the Ultimate Supreme in their competition this year. Yes. Um, or working with the Ultimate Supreme competition this year. So um, that is hosted by the Divine Sirens, Sirens at the Dive Bar in Montevallo, yes. Alabama. I had the pleasure of judging at that competition last year. And now this year we will be one of the sponsors where the yes. winner of Ultimate Supreme will get a guest spot on Flapping and Fawning. Yeah. And it's an amazing prize package. Like there is a cash prize of $1,000. And then on top of that, there's all kinds of other great prizes too. I think one of them is actually tickets to y'all's brunch, right? Yes, that so, is one of them. Honestly, like part of me is like, do I want to compete in this? I know, me too. $1,000? That's huge. So I'm not going to, but like part of me is like, should $1,000? <laughs> Should I get a guest spot on my own podcast? Right. I don't and think I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just interview ourselves. Right. Um, LOL. Uh, well, yes, there's all kinds of great prizes. And I also want to thank Jesse and Addison, um, Jesse Heath and Addison Vontrell, who are two staples in the Birmingham drag community. They've been very, very helpful for me in my Camp Wanakiki viewing parties. We um, like a nice staple. It's better than tape. We do like a nice staple, <laughs> which is what I want to do to our sound equipment right now because I'm so frustrated, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yes, they have been so huge and instrumental in making the Camp One Kiki viewing parties happen. We actually just had our very first one and Fawn was a co-host with me. It was so much fun. It was a blast.
blast. I'm so glad it was you. There was no one else I would rather have to watch me cry on screen. <laughs> and I'll be there every week to watch you cry on screen. Yeah, because that's that's my brand now. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, but yes. Yeah, so what we what our plan is once we finally get past the cursed episode for flapping and fawning is that we're going to release a Camp Wanakiki recap episode on. Uh, early in the week, as early as we can, close as we can to the episode. And then yes. on Thursdays, we will be uh, pushing out our um, epi- the regular episodes, yes. the regular content. For those of you that are not watching camp, even though you should be watching camp. Yes. Um, which you can get that out TV subscription. Also, if you're still on the fence, if you're not sure, the first episode of camp is is on YouTube. Yes, it's on the Camp on Kiki and the Out TV YouTube channels. So go dip your toes if you're still unsure and then go get the subscription. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to amp up your camp once and you see this. You episode. know, I think Flap might even have a subscription code for Out TV. Well, that actually stopped on August 31st. Oh, well, mm, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. No, no. no. We don't talk Honestly, about the cursed episode. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> that's what this episode is. Um, yes, but it, you, th- I'm trying to provide as many ways as I can that are cheap or free for people to watch it. So please come out and join us at the Quest. Honestly, it's it makes a whole different experience when people are there. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've had a great turnout. I just want to see it grow and grow and grow. Um, so that we can all we enjoy like it together. Growers. Not showers, that's for sure. All right. Well, are you ready to hop into this episode? I sure am. I was the first time, the second time, and the third time. Let's, let's one more time, and I might not be as sure. <laughs> right. So we introduced the episode with a skit from Cherry Applebaum Betty, Apple Brown Betty, and Ruthie Keister. Wow, you can't even get the hosts' names right. I know. I wish I could. I'm just oh so tongue-tied. Um, and I have watched this episode probably about 25 times now because I'm self-absorbed. Um, and I just think it gets funnier every single time I watch the intro skit. Like, if you go back and listen to Ruthie, she's arguing about something equally hilarious to what Cherry's arguing about. I love Ruthie. She's, she is honestly the best. Like, digging, not digging, drilling the glory holes tr- mm-hmm. for, the, for the male... Belly Belly dancers. dancers. Yeah. And I love Cherry as well when she's arguing with Betty at the beginning. She says, if there is a badge for laziness, you would be the first recipient. I genuinely cackled so hard at that. Um, But also, I have to say, when we finally met Ruthie at camp, that was like one of the most starstruck moments that I had. Um, Like we were all just sitting there eating dinner because she wasn't there the first couple of days. We were just doing promotional stuff on the early days. And then when she rounded the corner, she wasn't even in drag, but we heard her iconic voice. Good morning, campers. And we all just screamed. It was the best. Um, That was one of my favorite, favorite moments from camp. Um, All right. So they they also have a new theme song and intro that happens at the beginning of each episode now. Um, was there anything that stuck out to you from the theme for season four? Um, are you talking about when you and Vincent? Yeah, I might have had a moment. I might have, mm-hmm. I might have had a moment with Vincent, who is my showman's. Ah, I love him so much. You may have noticed that I plant a huge kiss on him right at the end of the theme song, um, but I paid the price for it because I 
ended up with some of his makeup on my face. And so in all of the promotional materials, when I'm like, I just earned my squirrel friends badge and stuff like that, like you see a black mark on my right cheek. <laughs> and that is, I'll be sure to go comment on all the official camp one Kiki social media and point it out. <laughs> Please do. It will probably, um, up the engagement numbers that yeah. we have. Yeah. Thank you. I'd appreciate that. Um, also when we filmed this, it was like the hottest day. I, I remember this day specifically because it was kind of towards the middle of camp and it had like just rained really bad. So it wasn't just hot. It was like humid and muggy and all of our makeup was running. We were like, great day to shoot promotional materials. Let's do it. Um, and I had, I had gotten horrible blisters in my feet at this point. So I was just taking my shoes off in between each take that we did. Um, so that was kind of a lot. But why don't we take a break and then get into these entrance lines? Sounds like a plan. And we are back. back and we're back, about back, to back, back. meet the campers. Yes. Have their entrance lines. I love this. I love getting to meet all of them. Yeah. Um, and first up, we have Clinica de Precious. And they walk out, and it's just, honestly, relatable. It was camp. I love it. <laughs> oh, as a fellow lanky bitch, like, I appreciate <laughs> just the whole, like, all of it. Yeah. And just, like, the, like, falling down, and then, like, the, I don't even know how they got up like that. Clinica is really big on physical comedy that I think that was the thing that they wanted to show the most in the daily camp challenges. Cause they were always like, Oh yeah, I just got to think of the most physical way I can do this. Cause I'm not quite as quick witted. I think they would say something like that. Um, but they are just going to be doing the most amazing shit with their body. Watch out. Um, I think they have shown that they are fairly quick witted. I know. Right. And physical comedy. Like, they and like the, they're really, they're very reanimated and like, it's great to see non-binary representation as like that's also what they identify as in drag because you know not everybody that is non-binary identifies as non-binary in drag yeah myself included um so it's nice to see that and it's also nice to see someone that is very open about autism and relating that to the drag scene and navigating that because there are autistic and entertainers out there that have not had representation right I mean, it's not easy having any kind of disability in right. the drag industry. And so I, I think it's absolutely it's amazing a, that the drag industry that. is very able bodied at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would agree. But, you know, I just want to emphasize one other thing. So Clinica uses they, them pronouns exclusively. So if you see um, it, it, when you're having discourse online, please, please, please chat about us. But make sure you're using they, them pronouns and being respectful to Clinica as a non binary entertainer. I said able-bodied, but I meant ableist. Oh, ableist. Yeah, I, I thought that was what you meant. But also, you're not wrong. Like, it's often, it is often very heavily, heavily able-bodied represented. Yeah. Because it, it is ableist. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're right. I hear you. Next to the stage, there's no need to fear. Deja D. Delatero is here. The and skinny legend. The skinny legend of it all. Um She's so funny. I loved her take on her daily camper look, the superhero move behind it. Um, She is coming to us from Toledo, Ohio, and she is Toledo famous. 
Um, I actually got to set, like, we would get up really, really early at camp, I think around 3 or 4 a.m., and start painting, and she was always right next to me. So I feel like I got pretty close to Deja during our time at camp, and it, it was just, I don't know, I love her a lot. She's got a lot of experience, and she was someone I could always go to. So I am excited for y'all to all fall in love with Deja. And next up, we have Lily St. Queer. Yes! Uh, queen already after my heart, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, she walks in with her beautiful mustached self, <laughs> um, and she goes, Cartwell, Twirl, Death Drop, hi, I'm... I, I forgot my name. name. <laughs> oh, wait. And she turns around and shows her ass, and it says, and she says, it's, it's Lily! Because she has the Lily on her ass, and honestly, it was genius. It was genius. I When she came out with that, I was like, ugh. I, I think her daily drag look is probably one of my favorites out of all four seasons, like, it's the wig for me. It's the wig. I mean, but also, like, it, it all ties together so yeah. well. Like, she, she did an excellent job putting it together. Yeah. So, props to her. And also, like, one thing, I don't know if I've ever seen Lily spelt with just one L like that. Huh. I always expect it to be, like, two L's. With it to be an I on the end. Like, L-I-L-L-Y. Oh, L-I-L-I. Lie-lie. Like, L-I-L-L-I. Yeah. Instead of L-I-L-I. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I've never noticed that either. But I think it, it's based on Lily's Saint Seer. I don't know. So she um, has a she. Okay, I may not be getting everything correct, but as far as I know, Lily Saint Seer is canceled. At, yeah, done. It's uh, a burlesque entertainer from Texas, and she was like really popular in like the queer scene there. And she actually got a shout out in the Rocky Horror Picture Show um, oh. when Susan Sarandon, also known as Janet Vice, in that movie sings Lily St. Cyr. So that's where Lily St. Queer comes from. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love that. So I wonder if Lily, uh, if the spelling is the same for that person. And it very well might be. But Lily is amazing. I I got to be, when we filmed those intros, um, I was I got to be really close to Lily uh, in those moments. So she was right before me. Because then right up next to the stage, we had... What starts with F and ends with CK? Mix Busted Biscuit. It was me. <laughs> Fun Jack. I, I thought the music that they picked for me was really funny. Like, if you go back and listen, it's like, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. <laughs> what, what is this? Um, so that was my entrance line. What starts with F and ends with CK? Well, me. Flapjack, of course. I think that is so witty. Thank you. It. I got it from my um, Miss Quarantine Comedy Queen presentation. And it, I just... I got such a great reaction to it. Like that's you said brilliant branding. Thank you, thank you. I should put it on a T-shirt or something. And then I have a picture of a fire truck, though. I should. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you on a? Fi- I have a picture of you on a fire truck. Oh my god. Having me fucking on a fire truck. No, just like <gasps> getting fucked by a fire truck. Or that. <laughs> I was thinking like flapjack pinup on top Ooh. of a fu- on top of a fire truck. I really want to get a flapjack pinup tattoo. I on a fire truck. On a fire truck. <laughs> Like, <laughs> okay, I don't know about the fire truck. I, did, but <laughs> I really wanted to make that happen. Um, on a fire truck. On a fire truck. Yeah, I'll get tattooed on a fire truck. Because that on starts with truck. F and ends with CK. Um, I got to talk about being new to drag in my intro um, and how most of my time as a drag queen has been in the pandemic. Um, but since then, I've gotten a lot more stage performance. So before we filmed, though, I was mostly just doing digital drag. Next to the stage, we have Love of My Life, Vincent Millay. What did you think of his entrance line? I heard you like nature. K. 
Can I interest you in some pee? Cock? Yes, you can. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love Vincent. Me too. He is so cool. Like, and he traveled really far. He's like from from Seattle, like one of the farthest ever. Um, he talked about being a trans man who is also a drag king. And I just, you don't see a lot of that, uh, in media on on TV yeah, and in media. So it's really cool that we got to see that from Vincent Millay. Um, and he was able to share that with us. He, he he's so cool. Y'all definitely get to know Vincent Millay. You're going to love his drag aesthetic. Next up. Oh, there's bugs. I hate bugs. Opal essence. She, <laughs> I love her entrance line so much. It, um, when she comes out, she's holding that leaf and she, she says, I'm the brains of the season. Lack thereof, that is. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to leave. And the thing about her entrance line was she just kind of came up with it on the spot, which shook me because Opal loves drag so much. I thought from all these competition shows she would have watched that she would have had exactly where her entrance line, exit line, winner line, all that stuff would have been prepared. And (laughs) she was like, I don't know what to do, you guys. And she like picked up a leaf and was like, I think I should, I think I should use this. (laughs) And Bready and Bready, Apple Brown Betty was like, Opal, you should look at the leaf and say, oh wait, I'm supposed to leave. (laughs) And so that's what she did. (laughs) It was just, it was really funny to get to see the whole process of that come together. Next um, to the stage. Is coleslaw. I hate coleslaw. It's disgusting. Okay, I'm going to let you do this impersonation because you do it better than me. Oh, oh okay. Fine. I, if you say so. Quid pro quo. Who is coleslaw? Oh, there's something in my teeth. <laughs> Oh, heavens. <laughs> There's something about coleslaw that, like, makes zero sense, but also all of the sense at the same time. And yes. I just, like, can't help but, like, Love bust her. out laughing and obsess over her. She's a- amazing. Like, equally insane as she is talented. Um, I, uh, gosh, I really do love coleslaw. I've been very inspired by her since the show um, and honestly, we have her to thank for the preview party that we got to have back in June. She completely organized us getting to fly out there and for us to, uh, you know, inviting the sugar bakers and being able to have the red carpet and all that stuff. And we got to watch the first episode or most of the first episode in an IMAX theater, all thanks to her. So really props to Coleslaw. Um, also, if you want to see more of Coleslaw on your television, you can go to her Instagram and you can see an episode that she has with her partner, Severity Stone, of Judge Jerry. It is hilarious. I'm not going to give it all away, but basically they have it out in a courtroom setting over who destroyed a wig um, in the kitchen. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. I am team coleslaw. Because beans are delicious. Truly. Don't judge her for eating beans. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next we have Coco Chanel. What did you think of Coco's entrance? She's class, sass, and a touch of crass, and a whole lot of ass. Truth. Um, she's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> and like the whole like spraying the bug spray gets me every fucking time, no uh-huh. matter how many times I see it. Oh, there's bugs. I hate bugs. And like just. The like, I just really care about the environment. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the best entrances, yeah. or like, or introductions of a character. Yeah. yeah. Coco really killed it. Um, and the thing I love about her is you may not expect what you, from from what you see in her daily drag look, I don't think you would expect this incredibly creative makeup artist that you see on the talent show stage. She is one of a kind, truly. Um, she also was responsible for a lot of the uh, sayings that we had at camp. Like anytime something bad happened, she would sing the devil. And eventually we all started singing that. Um, or whenever someone said something really impactful, we would all say that part. And that all came from Coco. So also make sure you go follow her. Cause she is a very talented singer as well. And she is going to have an album come out pretty soon, probably sometime um, during the run of camp on a Kiki. So make sure you go follow her. And I'll also say a little foreshadowing based on what I've seen of her versus like her daily camper. Like I'm so impressed that like she has such a, Breadth, breadth yeah. of how do you know that was the word I was going to use? No, that I was. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, We're on the same wavelength. This is the third time we've recorded this episode. <laughs> we might have said it at one point, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, she's just very diverse, yeah. in like what she brings, and I love that. Yep, she she is stellar. She's one of a kind. Next to the stage, we have it's Polo with an O, not Polo with a U, because Polo with a U is O, not uh, is all not O, O, not all, Polo, not Paul. Simple as that, it's Polo. Oh, yeah. That whole skit. <laughs> it was everything. Yes. Like, 100%. When she, when she came out, I was like, she's going to win. Yeah. She's going to win this whole thing. Because you got Eliza Minnelli meets the Kool Aid Man right there. What oh. else do you need? Oh. Gosh, Pola, Pola Frost, y'all. The, w- w- gosh, she makes everything that she wears. For, well, she can make everything that she wears. I don't know that she did for the the show, but with with she I, she's done Miss Comedy Queen. She has lots of experience under her belt, so she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, she's from Morrisville, Pennsylvania, and you know I don't know that town, but I do know Pola Frost because it's cold in here. How you blew it? She genuinely seems to be like one of those people that is just like very excited about drag mm-hmm. and like just genuinely like a great person. She is. I mean, yeah, she, there were so many times she saved my ass and you'll hear about that on the pod for yeah. sure. And last but certainly not least. But I did spend this one night in a dip. It's Hillary Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of Hillary's entrance line? So she comes in and she says, okay, let's get Hillary ass. No? I mean, yes. But also, no? Did I mention that I'm Canadian? To the north, to the north. To the north, north, to to the the north. north. Ah, Hillary. Okay, if you have not listened to our episode with Hillary ass, you need to listen. Wow, is that special, apparently? Yes, it is special. Go listen. It is so good. Um... And, you know, in her entrance, she mentioned that she is the first Canadian queen or Canadian entertainer, period, from Canada <laughs> on Camp Wanakiki. She's the first Canadian queen from, from Canada, Canada. <laughs> period. Uh, and that's on what? Canada. Um, yes. So it was. it's really cool that she is now a part of the circle that is like includes Brooklyn Heights, Yavska. Uh, you know, she is the first of her franchise to be on the show. So props to her. Maybe next um, year they'll introduce Camp Canadia. 
Camp. Canada. Yeah, Camp Kanakiki. I don't know. It, it kind of works. It kind of doesn't. All right. So Cherry, Betty, and Ruthie come out after we have all finally met all the campers, um, and they tell us that they're going to split us into two teams to play a game of Snatch That Wig. But first, we get to meet Ranger Danger. It was because wow. um, they forgot the bag. They forgot the bag. They got to secure the bag. They said so it by the vodka bottle, but the vodka bottle was actually empty, so the vodka bottle wasn't remembered. Right. You would think that Cherry would remember it, but I guess if it's empty, Cherry doesn't remember. Right. Um, he is just as sweet as he is horny in real life. Like I, I really love getting to work with Eddie relatable Danger. content. <laughs> right. Like what you see on screen, like he is, he's truly like every well. Every piece of that, but also just a lot nicer, too. <laughs> and also, like, even from watching Go-Go for the Gold, because yeah. I've also, like, followed Eddie for a long time. Um, oh, so you're a fan. I followed Eddie for a very long time. Only fan? Oh, not only fans. Just for fan? But I do follow him on Twitter. But I've, like, <laughs> followed him as an entertainer for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so now that I've seen him on two separate out TV shows within literally six months of each other has been kind of great. Um, and he just kind of seems like a goofball. He is. He is and I love that. I <laughs> love when pretty people are goofballs. <laughs> He's also really helpful. Like he, um, like I think anytime I needed, sh- I, I needed help getting like zipped up or unzipped or need help getting shoes on or so- whatever a drag queen needs. He was there um, and willing to assist. So, he is not a diva whatsoever, and he's a very talented go-go dancer too. Yeah, like he can do all kinds of shit. Ariel, um, Versace. Ariel, he can do Ariel <laughs> Versace. I'm sure he would. Okay, she do have an OnlyFans. She do. Yeah. Hmm. With her partner Chastity Saint Cartier. Oh well, maybe Eddie and a- Ariel should do a little collab. I would live. Clap them cheeks. <laughs> All right. So we find out that we have a blue team and a red team. Lord have mercy. We're just going to move on from that. Um, <laughs> just spirally get to terribleness after <laughs> this cursed episode has curse. continued. So we find out that on the blue team, we have myself, Vincent Malay, Opal Essence, Deja, and Clinica. This was really hard to follow. Yeah, it was It was hard to figure out who they were picking for these teams. Fortunately, we had already filmed the skit before filming them picking the buttons. So, it, yeah, I know it seems a little confusing, but it it made sense for the filming process. Like, day one, we recorded the Snatch That Wig. And then I think this was actually, like, day six that we um, recorded the entrance lines. No, it might have been like day three, something like that. It was, it was so y'all already early. knew each other by the time you... Oh, yeah. This was not our first react, like reactions of seeing each other. So with this... Oh, that's kind of dumb. I hate that. Well, I mean, it's different, you know? Like on, on shows like Drag Race or Dragula, like the, you you see the characters out of drag or you see the people out yeah, of drag. I just like don't want to be sold the fantasy that like this is y'all's first time seeing each other and it not be y'all's first time seeing each other. I don't know that they're presenting it that way. I mean, it kind of is. Because, like, with the theme song and everything, you see us, like, marching together. And and in previous seasons, it hasn't been that way, you know? Like. I don't know. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No, our first time meeting each other was, like, at the airport, you know? Some of us trickled into camp slowly. As far as, like, Um, in in drag, like, I don't know. It just feels like they're trying to pitch this as, like, you're meeting each other for the first time. Is like what it feels like as an audience member. And I could be misinterpreting, but... Hmm. I guess in a way it, it kind of is, but yeah, 
No, we, we filmed some other things before this. Um, and so wild. But th- I think that is also what contributed to the flow of the button pulling being so like, what the fuck is going on? Um, because it wasn't truly like, okay, Flapjack is blue team. So-and-so is red team. Right. It was, they were just like, okay, we have to do this to, to assign the teams. Um, yeah. And, and you could even like read the buttons either. <laughs> right. It, yeah. It, when they were shouting out the names, it was like, ooh, shout out for what? What, what is this again? But anyways, we eventually determined that the blue team is myself, Vincent, Opal, Deja, and Clinica, and the red team is Lily St. Queer, Coleslaw, Hillary, Coco, Pola, and Pola. Um, now, what you see once we get into the challenge... It's not always the truth. It, it's not always the truth. We had the same parts. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so we get into... You know, they, they explain the challenge. It's basically capture the flag, but snatch that wig... Some fun behind-the-scenes tea was the wigs that were actually used for this were the wigs that were styled in Season three's wig challenge. So we actually had Queen Faraz's wig from that, and I think the red team had the Shanid This Gigs uh, wig. So we, th- we got to completely name our teams. Uh, when we were doing all the improv stuff, that was completely stuff we had come up with, and it turned out so well. Yeah, that was a really fun moment. I I think it honestly made for the best episode of Camp Kiki to ever exist. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased, but it just flowed so well. You yeah. have to know everyone's character. And it like is better than like how they did kickball last year. Yeah. I think they, they actually played kickball. Yeah. There's only so much you can do with like, let's play kickball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think they had some successful moments and they even got some really good shots. But Yeah. But I mean, like it leaves less room for improv right than with something like this the only thing i liked more about that than than this challenge was uh, this challenge was more of a skit right so it was like a big improv comedy challenge basically (laughs) (laughs) it was like that was a gross sound (laughs) it was like a big improv comedy challenge rather than um something that really ended up mattering for the show but I, I enjoyed a lot of the moments. I like, I think the, the, when we got to make our team cheer, like for the flaming fact, uh, <laughs> flaming faggots. Um, oh, you almost said a slur. I did. I did sl- say the, the faggot slur. Um, I would never say the word faggot. Never, ever, ever, ever would I say the word faggot. If I'm remembering correctly, I do think I came up with the name flaming faggots. That just feels like a very me thing. Yeah. Like, because flap. Mm-hmm. Flaming faggot flap. But I might be wrong. But th- Flap then the flaming flag it. The other team was Booty and the Clownfish. Almost was Booty and the Whole Fish, but that was too <laughs> vulgar. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> oh, oh, we really need to get that on the soundboard. Um, okay, what were some of your favorite moments from the Snatch the Wig activity? Um, Coleslaw with these activities are off limits. Yes. <laughs> Anything beyond this border is off limits. <laughs> that was like iconic. <laughs> I, I wish I had played off of stuff around me more like she did. That, uh, that was so funny. Um, I loved when Coco and I had that moment together. And she, like I was like, you get your tail back here. And she said, oh, no, not Alabama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the viewing party that we had really went up for that moment. Um, and then also Hillary getting the wig. Like, that was just so funny. And... Like, it was unexpected. Like, yeah. And then when uh, Coleslaw and Pola. Pola. I was trying to think of the teams. My brain. It's been a <laughs> it's week been since I watched this, and this is our fifth time recording this. 
So it's like my brain is frazzled. Um, but <laughs> coleslaw and Pola chasing Clinica. Clinica. And coleslaw just goes, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, one of the best. I think when, when we were recording all that, we were very separated. And in fact, if you go back to the Camp on Kiki Instagram and all their social media, you see all these skits that we filmed while we, Oh my God. Y'all fun is truly going down a rabbit hole of chaos right now. Like, <laughs> like they're going to insanity uh, from all the recording we're doing. But yes, the we, like I remember we were just talking about, okay, what's going on? And a rumor got around that Hillary got the flag. And I was like, <gasps> Hillary got the flag? Because I thought that like it really mattered Hillary a lot. Got the flag. I was so scared. Hillary got the flag. Oh, like no. break out into song, mm-hmm. snapping. Yeah, like the West Side Story. Yes. West Side Wanakiki. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That would be iconic. Yes. And then the winning team turned out to be the red team, which was Booty and the Clownfish. Yes. And they won, I mean, nothing really, but hot water in the showers. So props to them for winning. All right. Well, we are going to take a break, and you may hear some of our past selves talking about these signature campy looks. Yeah. It's time for the Camp on a Kiki Talent Show. Yes, the first one of the season. And we are going to be fawning or flopping our favorite looks. Because here at Flopping and Fawning, we have a very sophisticated system. Fawn, can you tell us what flopping means? If we flop something, that means... We don't like it. <laughs> and what about fawning? If we fawn something, we love it. Yes. And we may even fetch something if it's extra, extra special. That's if it's the best thing. Now, I do want to say I personally know these whores. So I just want to say that any critiques that I give, I say with love. And I um, admire you all so much. I'm, but the way I am going to be rating this is a bit different from how we rated for All Star 7. Um, I think I'm going to be looking at, since this is signature campy look. I yeah, of course it's going to be different than All Star 7 because you're not going to be hating on Jada. Oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I did not hate on Jada. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm going to be looking at, okay, how did my fellow campers um, meet the criteria of this challenge rather than something based on fashion or uh, more like a runway because this is a talent show. Not if it doesn't look couture, I'm giving it a flop. Well, <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> camp on a flop feed. <laughs> I guess. I'm obviously kidding. I'm going to be um, looking at creativity and how it fits the brief mm. slash challenge. I love it. Well, yeah. let's get into it. So, first to the stage, we have Deja D. Delatero. And she is in this burger themed look. How would you describe this one, Fawn? It's a bodysuit with these like very gaga esque pointy shoulders. Mm-hmm. And the bodysuit's like covered in burgers. <laughs> and uh, she's got Thicky Minaj on her necklace and earrings with a like mustard yellow wig yes. and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean it intentionally because in the best she's way got a ketchup bottle on yes. her head with some like red yarn coming down on her face to simulate 
ketchup. I think I would not have liked this if it wasn't for the makeup, the the ketchup, and the mustard yellow hair. Because um, with the makeup, I know we can't really see it in the photos we're referencing, but she had done like all the colors you think of with a burger. There was some brown, some red, some greens for lettuce, like red for tomato. And I, I don't know, it honestly, when I looked at it, I was like, this makes me want to go to Burger King so bad. Um, makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> it does. Oh, that should be on the soundboard. Makes me, oh, it does. But this makes me want a burger real bad. Um, okay, so is this a flop or a fawn for you? Um, personally. Oh, Lord. I enjoy the look. It's coming. Oh, no. <laughs> But it's not, like, the most original. Okay. I've seen this concept done in many different iterations. Okay. Um, And I've seen it done with a lot more individuality. Mm. Okay. And I think I'm just missing... I This doesn't really tell me a lot about who Deja is, personally. Yeah. Especially, I was... A, for her to have this like very strong superhero aesthetic mm-hmm. for the entire first part of the episode, I didn't understand how this fit the Deja that we have been sold so far. Gotcha. I, I think this is a light fawn for me. It is not my favorite out of the um, out of the talent show tonight. <clears throat> but I think this does, since I've worked with Deja a good bit, I think this does show a lot about her. Um, yet I think she talks a lot about being a thicker performer yeah. and, and wants to inspire other thick performers. You know, she's got the thicky menage jewelry on. Um, and so she's like, yeah, get that burger. Super, fi- super size it. It's worth it. Um, she also, you know, plays on the skinny legend idea yeah. when she is in the daily camp challenges. So I think that, I think that is what she is playing around with here. Um, so I, I enjoy that. So it is a light fawn for me. Um, I enjoy the look. So, like, don't take what I'm about to say personal. Vaughn's about to get hate in the DMs. Um, <laughs> it's just, like I explained, not my favorite. Um, so, I am going to give it a light flop. Sorry, Deja. I, re- I still love this bodysuit, and I would wear this bodysuit, honestly. Me too. Honest- we just need to order some. Flapping and fawning and burgering. <laughs> <laughs> new promo, new promo. <laughs> Okay, next to the stage. What starts with F and ends with CK? It's me! Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so what did you you think of this one? Okay, honestly, I loved this. Really? Yes. Thank you. I (laughs) will go out on a limb and be controversial with this. I didn't agree with the critique of like if you're gonna have a reveal from taking the Mm. television off your head there needs to be something exciting there what are you supposed to reveal to from taking a television off your head okay i have had 11 and a half months to obsess and think about this so I, um, I, I don't know. I, I do kind of ag- agree with the critique. And honestly, I think the reason I was in the bottom had a lot less to do with the look that you saw, because I, I will be honest, some behind the scenes tea, they gave me an extraordinarily kind edit um, on this. Because what happened was when I, when the, the first time I came out, I think when you see me spinning on the stage, that's my original very first time coming out on the stage. I spun. I thought that went great. I was happy that my shoes didn't come off in that <laughs> moment because the shoes are a little loose. 
And then I went to pull the That's TV not the only on. thing that's loose. Oh, no. My flaps were flapping in the wind, yeah. baby. Uh, and I, when I lifted the TV off my head, one of the buns on my head just came loose and came I would die me. in uh, that moment. Oh, yeah. And deceased. <laughs> there's a photo of me. They sent like the they sent us some screenshots or like some stills from that talent show, and you can just see me holding back tears, <laughs> and, like trying to push through. But Cherry was really kind and was like, "Flap, do you want to go fix your hair?" So they gave me like two minutes to run to the back. I ran back and said, "I need a bobby pin." Pola pulled the bobby pin out of her own wig and gave it to me. Love her to death. Love Pola. And I fixed it and went out there and just did the best I could. Um, so I think that is why I was truly in the bottom. I think that, I don't know, I, I stand by this in a lot of ways, but I do think I could have done some other things like had a remote in the TV or um, been maybe, you know, did you see Irma Gerd's uh, Paint by Colors, Paint by Numbers? Yeah. So I have I've felt very connected to Irma Gerd from Canada's Drag Race Season 3. I feel like we have similar aesthetics and I really like, yeah. like what she does. But I was like, what if I had done like a black and white kind of thing? Like, and underneath the TV, I was oh, in black and white. That would have been cool. The dress revealed to black and white. Um, so, so it, I'm, I'm going to give myself a light flop mostly because I, I get really anxious when I wear this look and I, I don't know. I don't love it. I, I see mean, so many things I want to change for me, like just based on what I saw on the television and also like for those of y'all listening, whether you are just a viewer of camp, whether you haven't watched camp and are thinking about it and listening to the podcast or whether Do you are, are a camper on camp. The way that I'm approaching this is a little different from Flap, since Flap has been on the inside. <laughs> Flap's been inside of all y'all. I have. Um, I'm <laughs> approaching this with what I see on the television. True. Um, so, personally, what I saw on the television, I wouldn't put you in the bottom. Thank but you. Thank you. Knowing the behind-the-scenes tea makes it justified. It just makes the sugar bakers look a little crazy and me like when well when, that when it's like i looked at the talent show looked <laughs> great and then i'm in the back like i let the entire city of birmingham down yeah, that, <laughs> that was a wild moment everyone was like what why you know <laughs> but anyways is this a flop or a fawn for you oh it's a fawn for me awesome it's it's a flop for me i i'm proud of what we did but i now know Knowing the things I can do now, if I you can't would like to flop yourself, them. how the hell are you gonna flop somebody else? Amen. <laughs> Speaking of flops, next to the stage, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We have Hillary. Yes, uh, I love Hillary. Uh, if you have not listened to her on our podcast, she was on. She was stellar. So was much only, fun. Like two episodes back. So go listen, check her out. But. Um, she came out in this like slumber party themed look and she had lots of props like inside of her pillowcase. Um, what did you think of this look? Honestly, like what really sold this for me was the delivery of it all. Uh-huh. Cause like had this just been like an outfit that just came out and modeled. Yeah. I don't know that it would have been like, wow, I love wow. it. Is that special? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Bury that. But the <laughs> delivery of it, it, it was such genius delivery. Oh, yeah. And, and she, she is one who knows how to deliver a punchline. Yeah. So talented. And she, you know, she's been doing her comedy for so long. Like, she, she really gets it. And this um, is also just from, like, the little that I've seen of Hillary wasn't necessarily something that I expected yeah. to see. I also still, like, don't know exactly what I expect to see from Hillary. But, like, I'm surprised. 
yeah. every time I see Hillary. The thing I love about this look for her is I, I, do, I do think it tells a story about who Hillary is, right? Yeah. She talks about being this preteen in a middle-aged woman's body. Right. And I, I think that is a hilarious concept, yeah. um, hence the name. And uh, I, the pantaloons aspect yes. of, of this look was just, ah, chef's kiss. Yeah, it's like just the little added details and the fact that the pantaloons plus the nighty that she's wearing plus the bow all match perfectly so cute kind of like this fabric honestly it's like a patchwork if you go to hillary's instagram she tags the the um designers who made her stuff and she i I think she does a lot of patchwork like after i've looked at a bit more of her aesthetic it seems like a lot of the things she makes or or wears um it's several pieces of fabric that are put together to create this chaotic yet i love that (laughs) like basically creating your own textiles exactly yeah all right so is this a flopper this is definitely a fawn it's a fawn for me as well congrats hillary wow is that special apparently okay i think you're gonna be obsessed with this next entertainer (laughs) (laughs) um i think i know i'm already obsessed with this next entertainer Tell us about it, Janet. Lily St. Queer. Mm-hmm. She lo- she's from Philadelphia. She smells like Philadelphia. Yeah. And I love her intro is so funny. I think we've already talked about this, but yeah. the, the I want the children of Philadelphia to know that I'm bigger than them and I'm stronger and I always will be. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Um it was also interesting to find out this episode that she was originally cast on season, season three. three. Yes. That would have been, I don't even know. I mean, it's hard like, enough doing it in a pandemic. And I know that with season three, they all had to drive in. So we, like Bulimian who came from Austin, like we filmed up in the Midwest. So they had to drive like across the whole country to get there. That, that is, that just blows my mind. Um, like, I don't even know how that would have affected my viewing mm-hmm. of season three because like the top three were like my three favorites yeah. of season three um so i it's wild to think that lily could have been in that mix but right. i'm really glad she's on this cast me too i i, I got i got pretty close to her at camp so um I'm I'm really obsessed with her. Anyways, though, enough about Lily. She's in this very this um, burlesque, baroque, baroque, <laughs> baroque, burlesque pianist. Yeah, Look. a little Beethoven, a little Wolfgang Amadeus. Fuck me, Amadeus. Um, I just <laughs> this look yep. is so good. Like she walked out and I was just gobsmacked. At and our viewing party, I, I just had to look at you. I was like, okay, Fawn's going to totally yeah. fawn over this. <laughs> and I did. Oh, yes. Uh, and then the like tickling the ivories mm-hmm. moment with the piano pasties. This is just genius. It truly is. And like, it's one of those things my partner has even been like, you know, like a lot of the stuff I see, have seen Lily do so far is like very like, what you would do yeah i think you'll have a lot of similar concepts but you're both your own unique characters yeah um and yeah so with and also with this look especially her promos on instagram it is just next level i could see this on a runway yet it's equally campy 
it, I, God, I I wish it were me. <laughs> you know, this is one so of those. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those that is very. It's it's fashion. Mm-hmm. It, is it? It's what? <laughs> is it? It's fashion. Is it? Is it fashion? <laughs> is it fashion? <laughs> um, but it's also still very campy, and yeah. that appeals to my heart in a very special way. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, this is definitely my favorite. Is, is it like, a flop or a fetch? This is a fetch. <gasps> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yes! Going to happen. Congrats, Lily. Uh, the first fetch of the season. It's a fetch for me as well. Yes. Next to the stage, we have Pola Frost. Don't you mean pan attack? attack? I do. Oh, wait. Where's th- we need a scream. That's the closest we get. <laughs> and P- Pola completely made this herself. And I, I was the most intimidated by Pola, I think, the entire time we were at camp. Like, I was like, this bitch is going to win. I want the, the like, whole thing. toe hoof thing. Ugh, yeah. Gosh. I just want those for all of my shoes. I just want to put that on the front of all of my shoes. I can't remember if I've mentioned this yet, but I think Pola is kind of known for wearing flats. Yeah. Um, and that, that is one of the things of her aesthetic. And it, it works really well for her with the things that she does. Um, and, I, and I love, like, she always goes above and beyond with the shoes that she's wearing, especially since they are flats. Yeah. Um, and she made all of this. Oh, my God. What did you think? It's so incredible. And it looks like something, like, I could see if Big Mouth had, like, a musical on yes. Broadway, mm-hmm. this would be in it. Oh, yeah. It, it totally would. She looks like a character out of Big Mouth. You're so right. Did you see her um, preview party look? It it was, I think it was made from similar fabrics as this, and it was supposed to be, like, another evolution of Pan Ick Attack. I think I did, but it's been a minute. So I- she had, like, the long fingers, and... Um, it would use a lot of similar uh, uh, textiles, like the purple fur. Um, it was, anyways, it was very cute. So I like, it's like the sister. I'm trying to, to remember exactly what it was because I know I remember seeing pictures from the preview party and I am currently looking for the. Well, it's worthwhile. I mean, she, she is one of the most talented like creators that I know. She makes all kinds of amazing stuff. No, not that one. Um, I'll show you. Camp Wanakiki. Yeah, so she's got like these long fingers and like oh, there the, it is right there. And it was like in a caftan. Oh, yes, I remember that. So and it's giving very um everywhere ever every everything everywhere all, all at once. once. Mhm. Yeah, and like the wig is oh, it's so cute. She she's amazing. I would I would love if oh, and see she's wearing like um I think Crocs cuz Crocs are in her DDF, but she like totally glittered them out. So anyways, here's the thing. I hate Crocs <gasps> as a daily outfit, like non-drag related. But something about co- Crocs and drag, cocks and drag. Something about, <laughs> something about those cocks. Mm. Um, something about Crocs and drag. Just like I wish I had a smaller foot so I could get some of the like Croc stilettos or the yes. like super platform <laughs> Crocs. Like I would be rocking those in drag. I just have too large of a foot <laughs> i like might chop my toes off just so i can fit in some well is this a flop or a fawn for you this is definitely a fawn it is a fawn for me as well next to stage we have coco show now and she also got the memo about shoulder pads for this episode padded uh, pa- padded to the sky lord mama 
Um, it's this black and white look. She's half black. She's half white. And she said that she is referencing Cruella de Vil a bit here. Um, and when she went out on the stage, I just remember, like, I think I was almost, I was right after her or, or really close to her in the lineup. And she, um, I could see her voguing. Like, she just went out there and, like, vogued a lot. And she, like, served her legs. So, what, what do you think of this? This is a really pretty look. And those shoulder pads are, like, the puffy shoulders are uh-huh. so impressive. Um, it's very avant-garde. Amen. It's a beautiful look. Like, I love this. However. Uh-oh. I just personally don't see, like, the campsite of it. Mm. Um, because I, I see fashion. I see like avant-garde yeah um i can see what you I, mean i but love I, this look though i think that i think like, there I is a certain this. campiness like over the top ridiculousness to what she is wearing here especially with the makeup um so i i do see the campiness here i think there are others that are a bit campier but i think that's also yeah this would definitely be like a safe for me mm-hmm. and that was well the sugar baker thought too yeah. um but i uh no, I, I like this because it like it shows the side of Coco that you don't get to see from her in the daily camp challenges. Um, yeah, I didn't expect yeah. this from her, and I was very impressed. Um, she does amazing like makeup transformations. Y'all are gonna be so shook by Coco Chanel this season. She's amazing. Um, okay. I can already tell that I'm gonna love her. Oh yeah, and yeah, the bug spray. Oh, she's just she's. A comedian, truly. Oh, and she's coming out with an album, so make sure y'all follow her so you can get her album. So is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a light fawn. Same. All right, congrats, Coco Chanel. Next to the stage, we have Opal Essence as the parrot queen. That's that's a parrot, right? Close enough. <laughs> what did you think of Opal? Um... It's a very beautiful gown. It is. Gowns, gowns, beautiful gowns. It's a very beautiful gown. Um, I I do think that this shows a lot of who Opal is. Um, this is her... She switched out her signature look from episode one with her finale look. Um, and I'm not sure that it played so much to her favor to do that. Um, you know, I think if she had stuck to her guns, she might have... Uh, been a little bit happier with what she um, produced, and I—I I don't know. I kind—I kind of wish she had gone out and done something a little different on the stage. I will say that, but I did—I do like the look a lot. Like I think yeah. it was Clinica I was talking to who suggested, "What if Opal went out and like laid an egg on the stage?" I feel like Delivery could have made this look better Next than level. what it was, mm-hmm. um, because it's not a bad look, but it's also not like groundbreaking yeah and what was interesting when we had the preview party when ruthie gave her critiques um i don't if you remember from episode one she was like you're gonna be the parrot queen and that's what you wore girl and the whole movie theater was like (gasps) like you could hear an audible gasp (laughs) like you could not believe that ruthie said that but um, i like this look for what it is i i do think the presentation could have been a bit better yeah um I she I wish she would have amped up the presentation of it. I mean, amped up, amp up the camp. Right. That's the name of the game. All right. So is this flop or a fawn for you? Um, I think I'm gonna have to flop it. Okay. I'm gonna give it a light flop as well. Sorry, Opal. Oh, there's 
bugs. I hate bugs. But we Me do too. love you, Opal. I hate bugs too. <laughs> and you know what else we love? Bats. Because this next look is freaking bats. I love Halloween. I lo- <laughs> Vincent Millay, love of my life. Oh my God. I loved this so much. It was great. It- and the like voiceover for it was iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he like really went all in on the voiceovers. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I liked this. I will say it showed up very well on camera. Um, and it looked a little different in person than what I remember seeing uh, on camera but also it, everything is a blur so maybe I'm, I'm thinking of it wrong um, but I liked the way he delivered it I liked the teeth I liked the the bat on his head um, and I think that honestly I think the the if if you know the, the critique they gave was it, that it just felt a little disjointed and I think if the fabrics had been a little more similar um, it wouldn't have felt that way as much but honestly, I like it, and this is a fawn for me. Yeah, it's definitely a fawn for me. I like did not understand the critiques or or Vincent. the placement. Oh, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure, and and I I I when when I had my TV head moment where it like went wrong, I honestly phased out of everything, so I I can't really remember whether Vincent left feeling like he like that this performance went well. So I don't really know what happened, but his edit on the TV looked great. Um, and I'm, I'm very proud of him for this. So congrats. You got two fawns from us, Vincent next to the stage. I hate coleslaw. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's coleslaw from Boston. Actually now Providence, Rhode Island. Mm. Yeah, Just down the street around the corner. What'd you think of this look? Okay. So like, this is our third iteration of shoulder pads tonight it is trend alert um and i feel like this is the possibly the campiest iteration of the shoulder pads Mm. um because all the other ones are very like traditional just exaggerated whereas this is just like fucking buck wild yeah but it's the presentation of it, it's, right? Well, and like just the garment itself, like yeah, that's true. The hip pads, especially the silhouette of the garment, plus yes, like that part. These two fabrics, and it's also like, what are they like? A silk? Mm-hmm. They look kind of silky. So it's just like everything about this is so wrong. <laughs> That makes it so right. Yes. <laughs> she is so funny. I mean, I loved I loved everything about it. I love the garment. I would wear this dress. The, it's so wrong that it is so right. And also the hair. I think the yeah. hair, like there wasn't enough. The hair and the makeup. She did a stellar job. And she always changes her makeup. I know that she talked about how when we film our daily camp challenges, you know, we wake up every day and have to put the same makeup on. Um, so that way it's consistent throughout. But for her, I remember her talking about, I never do the same makeup. So it was really hard to like, remember, Oh, what did I do? Yeah. Um, so you're going to see a lot of drastic differences for her. Anyways, this is a huge fawn for me. I love it. This is definitely a huge fawn for me. Only thing I wanted to add was with the viewing party, um, for episode one, I loved how, you know, first of all, everyone at the, my viewing party loved coleslaw. I mean, you remember you were, you were yeah. co-hosting with me. <laughs> and, um, when, the when she said, "I want you to look at your screens and scream, I love coleslaw," 
Everyone did it. Everybody. Everyone. It, it was, was iconic. Great. So props to her. Um, and I am, okay, as we are moving into our final camper of this, I'm noticing a bit of a trend that um, I haven't noticed before. And I'll mention that after we finish looking at all of them. But next to the stage, we have Clinica Depressus. What did you think of this look? Was that a, a good sigh or a bad sigh? Oh. Oh. Can I get a, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just came. Oh, Clinica. <laughs> this is like, oh, so good. It is amazing. And it's made of trash bags. I know. And the way they, like, with the whole voiceover describing it and, mm-hmm. like, beep, 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 like, of just, like, <laughs> listing the where the trash bags were from as the sponsors and then them just getting like bleeped out iconic honestly truly iconic um is this a flop or a fawn for you this is a fawn definitely it is a fawn for me as well um i I loved the gags that they did and i feel like everything clinica does is just so well thought out very that right yeah so props to them um okay so the trend i wanted to mention though i think like if you look at all of these looks I, it, it, you know, from Hillary, Coco, Vincent, Coleslaw, and Clinica, there are these, it's like two fabrics merged together that are very different. It, honestly, there's probably like one term for this, but um, basically like mixing fabrics or colors to create one cohesive look. I think, mm-hmm. you know, does that make sense? Like two uh, yeah. opposite colors like pink versus blue or black versus white yeah so i think it's interesting that we saw a lot of that in this first talent show um okay so what did you think of the rec room i mean it starts with opal saying (laughs) she doesn't talk a lot and vincent making the best face y'all this was like the best episode of camp wanakiki to ever exist i (laughs) and opal made this moment happen (laughs) like <laughs> that's the best start to the season of rec room like oh my god and there's extended rec room footage as well on the youtube so if you want to see more you can go to youtube and i, I think join the youtube the camp Wanakiki membership i think it's five bucks a month um and you can see all of the extended rec room footage oh my god yeah that was really funny because opal opal talked a lot while we were at camp um I and i love no her idea more for it. no i couldn't tell <laughs> It was just, oh, so funny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think I've already, I also wanted to mention the thing about me. I, you know, when the, when the TV, when the thing happened where my hair came loose, I definitely thought I was, I was done. I was going home. So that's why I cried um, in the rec room. But I hope people know that I have fun too. I'm not just crying all the time because it seems like that's what all of the rec rooms are going to show. They me. seem <laughs> to like really rally around you though. They do. Everyone brought me up. And if you, if you watch the extended footage, like I, I watched it last week, um, I honestly forgot. Like literally every single person in, in that room, it built me up so much. It, uh, I love these campers to death. Because so. like especially Vincent and Lily are the ones that they showed. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh. There's a moment with Coleslaw, too. Coleslaw said some words that were, like, really impactful. And I think you get to see a bit of that in episode two. But I don't want to get into it yet. Um, yeah. And also, I... Okay. So, next, let's talk about the judging. Um, so, we find out that 
Our safe campers who earned their Squirrel Friends badge are Deja D, Hillary Yass, Coco Chanel, and Coleslaw. And then our top three are Lily, Pola, and Clinica. And then the bottom three are myself, Opal, and Vincent. I disagree. With which part? Yes. <laughs> all of it? Um, not all of it. Um, I agreed with the tops. The top honestly. three is correct. Yeah, I, I was totally with the tops. Even even when we were there, I was like, that's the top three. Um, I disagree with the bottom. I can understand why you were in the bottom, yeah. knowing the bo- behind the scenes tea. Um, I would not have put Vincent in the bottom. Mm. Personally. Especially with the ultimate result, which was that Vincent was our camper who took yeah. a hike. Do you week. know how upset I was? Oh, do you know how upset we were? Oh my God. Like, <laughs> literally, when that happened, yeah. it, it is... You watch these shows. And you see people go home. And it's just like nothing to see people go home on television. But I couldn't imagine actually being there. And the other thing is, like, it's not like we all go back to a hotel or, or like they actually get a flight home. Like, Vincent's there with us. Like, like every, every person who gets eliminated, right. they stay. And <clears throat> they're at the camp. You basically become a part of the production crew. You still help with filming. And so it's just like really this, this great friend that you had. You, you see this happen to them. And it's just really hard. Um, and then they have to like watch everybody that's gotta suck it kind of right so my, my love goes out to you vincent you were someone who i felt so close to at camp and i really loved you and you know you have this daddy energy that just urgh, makes my bugs bite um so i love you so much and i'm sorry that that is the way things shook out on the first episode um but i will also say it felt really good to get two votes from the yeah. the judges i thought that was very well deserved thank you um i'm 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 proud of the concept i do think it could have been improved but that that was that was a nice feeling to know oh wow okay they they do see something in me um and clinica was our winner for this episode they won five hundred dollars which props to them i think that was most of their budget for how much they uh they spent to come to the show so props to them and then we find out what the prize package is uh, the prize package for season four <clears throat> is the the winner of Camp Wanakiki will be featured as a headliner on the next Drag Clubhouse Cruise, which, oh my God, that's amazing. A royal So when you win and you get that, I'm stowing away in your luggage. Oh, yes, for sure. I, I will definitely have that extra luggage that is fawn-sized. Um, but you'll have to cut your toes off so you can wear Crocs. So, that's fine. You know, just take a little bit of weight off. Uh, <laughs> um, also, they get a royal supply of Mighty Swell. Free burgers for a year at Hamburger Mary's and $10,000 in cash. You better get that coin. Um, what did you think of this prize package? That's a very nice prize package. Yeah. Also, the Mighty Swell is Delicious. Mighty Swell to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, I would drink that. Yes. I, I think when we recorded this episode the first time, we were... <laughs> or the second some. time. Or, or the third time. Who knows? <laughs> we were having some. And it's so good. Like, I love it. Yes. I've kind of been stowing it away everywhere I go and drinking it. It's so good. I, I really, really like it. Um, and then finally, we see Vincent take a hike. And this was so hard to watch. But um, everyone, just go send him love. Buy his candles. Uh, just don't give up on him because he is one of the most resilient kings I know. And I have a feeling that y'all are going to see a good bit more of Vincent Malay. He was iconic. He was obviously. iconic. He is iconic. I'm so sad that he took a hike right same he did this number with clinica a couple of weeks ago like he went out to uh 
Columbus, and they did this like leapfrog number. I have not seen it all the way through, but it, it just looked hilarious. Like they were both green, painted head to toe, web feet, web toes, web hands, web teeth. I don't know. And they were just doing leapfrog. It was so funny. Okay, well, we've covered episode one. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm just excited for this season. Me too. There's like this is a really good cast. This cast as a whole. We like, brought it. We brought the yeah. looks, y'all. It's it's gonna be an epic season. So keep watching and stay tuned. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Make sure you go to the link in our bio on Instagram to buy some merch or the description of this episode. And make sure you leave a five-star review. Yes, we're gonna be reading those in our regular episodes. And anything that you wanna submit to us for topics for our regular episodes to our social media or email oh yes ta-ta bye thanks for listening to flapping and fawning Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at flapping and fawning pod and on Twitter at Flap and fawn pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta ta.